Amen. So, so we're going to open up with uh, Ephesians 6. I'll read Ephesians 6, and then you, you got some thoughts, right? Okay. All right, so Ephesians 6, and we'll start here at verse 10. Ephesians 6, verse 10. It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. It says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the tricks of the devil. It says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, right, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So that scripture is going to be the foundation for our conversation today because I think when it comes to relationships, what's caused our misunderstanding, what's caused some of our um, uh, tough positioning is um, we wrestling against flesh and blood. Hey, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a assist y'all just for, so people understand we operate in social distance. So you take one of our seats. That way you guys, you know. <laughs> you can take the, nobody take the one. Take that one. The other one. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, you good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so just uh, making sure nobody claims us that we're not at least trying to operate in protecting our people, Okay. <laughs> All right, so, uh, well, I, I know what you were doing, so I appreciate that mm -hmm. too, okay? Just making sure you're in striking distance. Um, all right, so that's, called, that's our foundational scripture, and I think that'll help us through some things. Yeah, so the thing about it is, you know, oftentimes we go through life and we don't understand there's a root cause for everything. And one of the things we're going to talk about is two things that actually is a root cause in every area of our life, whether you're a parent, whether you are a single person, whether you are married, uh, you know, whatever status you're in right now, uh, there is a root cause. You know, they always say, you know, there's a fruit, but then there's a root. Mm -hmm. And you can, you can take care of the, the, the surface, but if you don't deal with the actual root, then you really will continue to create the fruit that you really don't want in your life. And so when I think about relationship boot camp, it really is a boot camp. What is a boot camp? When you think about boot camp, it's a, a place where you come and you get serious. It's like, okay, I know I need to lose the pounds. Uh, I'm going to do whatever it takes to lose the pounds. And so what you do, you commit to a, a, a process. You commit to uh, something that is going to push you beyond what limits you've placed on yourself. You know, a lot of us have placed limits on ourselves. And so what this boot camp hopefully is designed to do is to really challenge you, to get you to a place where you really uh, become vulnerable and transparent. And that's what our topic is, is about today, transparency and vulnerability. You, believe, you would not believe how uh, intricate those two uh, phrases, I guess you, if you will, uh, is, is weaved into the very fabric of your being, transparency and vulnerability. And so one thing that, uh, uh, you know, relationships is supernatural, even in a covenant, the Bible talks about the two shall become one. Well, how is that possible? When you got two natural beings trying to become one, it takes a supernatural entity to be able to merge that together. And so with that being said, Relationships, every relationship, y'all, has to begin with your relationship with God. So it's man to God, man to God. And then what happens when you do that, now you'll be filled up to be able to do man to man. So it's man to God who God fills you up. And out of that abundance of your relationship with him, your worship, your time with him, it spills over into your relationships with others. But it has to start with man to God. And we'll talk a little bit about, uh, go ahead. So, so, so in light of what she just said, that's why we're starting out talking about transparency and vulnerability. Because we were created for transparency. It's God's light through us to them. God's light through us to them, you know, and so, and, and so what's so tough is human nature looks to defend itself and block out light. So if mm -hmm. she's coming, if God's pouring through Pastor Melanie to speak to me, my, if, I, if I'm more in the flesh, my human nature is, is, mm -hmm. is closed so that light can't get in. But actually, it's God's light through wow. her, through me, through you, through you 
do you, do you, do you. First person that's offended, first person that's guarded, first person that's closed actually affects God's process and us operating in harmony and fulfilling what God's purpose for us to do. That's good. That's good. You know, when he said that, it made me think about, you know, like we're we're uh, repelling light. Mm. You know, that light is to, to shine really on darkness, but we repel it because mm. if we 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 either we're running, we're hiding. We don't want to see the light sometimes because it what hurts. You know, too much light. It could be like, oh, what, what do you always say? Uh, turn that down. Turn, turn that, that light down. down. <laughs> turn that light down. But light is needed. In fact, the scripture says, enlighten the eyes of our understanding. Why? So that we can see clearly what God is doing. And so um, let's talk about it. Transparency. What is transparency? Transparency is honesty. That's a, that's a, that's a good word. <laughs> honesty. Clear enough to see through. Readily understood. Admitting light, unmistakable. If you can't figure it out, you can't be trusted. If you can't be figured out. If you, if you, if you can't be figured out, you can't be trusted. Is your appearance giving false signals? You want them to understand you without your help. You know, sometimes we, we just, no, just believe me. No, they need to be assisted to, for you to believe them. The ability, or believe you, the ability to maintain openness and honesty in a relationship. The ability to maintain uh, openness and honesty in a relationship. Refusal to hide things and hide behind things. Genesis 2.25, you want to? Yeah, so Genesis 2.25 says that, that when God first created the man and the woman and created creation, it says they were naked and unashamed. Yeah. Totally exposed in front of one another. You know, to, like they, 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 were, they were vulnerable, mm -hmm. you know, transparent and vulnerable when they were created. After they sinned in, in Genesis 3, it says that they knew that they were naked and they hid themselves or covered themselves. So after sin is when, when they started to hide the cracks. Before sin, we open. And so God's plan is for us to be honest and transparent. Right. The vulnerability. And when you think about it, he's really trying to get us to go back to the garden. Mm. Everything that he's done up to this moment has been about, let me go ahead and try to get people to go back to what my original design is. Mm -hmm. uh, vulnerability. Vulnerability is totally exposed and unguarded before one another. The mastery over fear of being hurt. You know, because sometimes fear will cause us not to be open or betrayed in a relationship. When you understand that true love conquers all, this gives you the ability to actually be vulnerable. When you get that revelation about really what love is all about, and really in your time, you know, uh, I don't think we're going to go through it today, but uh, if second, uh, 1 Corinthians 13 talks about what love is. So um, God is calling us to be transparent and vulnerable, and it's something that we've run from for many years. Um, you know, I think about uh, my life personally. Um, uh, I dotted all my I's and crossed all my T's. I wanted to be light. I said I wanted things and didn't want it. How many of y'all have done that before? You'd be like, oh, I like that. No, you don't. You don't like that. I mean, how, how many of you have done that? You know, you know, somebody, some, yeah, you know, and you lie when someone gives you a gift. Oh, I love this. No, you don't. You just, <laughs> you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We, a, a lot of our, our upbringing has been really brought, like we've been cloaked around really uh, lies. Lies that we hear from other people, lies that we tell ourselves, lies that the enemy has told us. I mean, it's been lies. And so we're living a lie and expecting God to bless everything that we do. But he can't sign off of lies. He signs off of truth because truth is what he represents, right? The truth shall make you free, not a lie. But we be thinking we getting over because we told a lie. Got through that. Did you really? Let's look at uh, Psalm 51. Psalm 51, and we're going to lock in on verse 17. We're going to revisit Psalm 51 a little later, but just for right now. So this is, this is interesting. 
The Bible says this, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart. Oh God, thou will not despise. And we'll go through it later. I was actually reading, this is one of the chapters I read this morning, you know, working out. But, but when you start to read through the whole process, he's breaking down just like some of the different things he's going through because he was born in sin and shaping in iniquity. He was like, I was born into this craziness. He's, but what you'll see through Psalm 51, he stayed open towards God. David mm-hmm. stayed open towards God. So, so it wasn't that he didn't make any mistakes. He didn't hide any mistakes. Mm-hmm. What you'll read through in Psalm 51 is he didn't hide mistakes. So it wasn't about him saving face. It wasn't about him presenting one thing and hiding something else. Before God, who can go, you doing what? Oh, no, 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 I'm not promoting you to there. Mm-hmm. He still kept himself exposed. Um, it's something I learned years ago as I've been growing in ministry. And there's things I just, you know, some things I was learning, some things I didn't know. Um, so, so, I, so it was a patient process. Obviously, we was at a church for 18 years. But it was a patient process. And, and I never wanted to get out ahead of God. I didn't want to be behind God. But there was things that I needed to know, but I knew some of these things, some people probably would have been known. But, you know, I was pursuing basketball. I wasn't pursuing ministry. So I had to go to the man of God and ask him, what is that? Mm-hmm. I've told you the story when I didn't know what an invocation was. It was just a prayer. Um, but I said, and I remember when I had to ask him the question, I said, man, I'm going to ask him this question, and it may look like, well, if you don't know that, you ain't ready. But I said, I would rather find out what I need to know than be put in a position I'm not ready for. Mm-hmm. So I asked anyway, even if, no matter how it was going to make me look. But I was that way as a, a young basketball player. Man, if I tell him this, I might not get on the court. Well, I don't want to be on the court if it's just going to be temporary because I don't know stuff. Wow. You know, and so this is, this is Psalm 51 is your friend. That's what David's flow was. It says David was a man after God's own heart. We look at some of his mishaps and go, well, first of all, he wasn't in the mishap when God did certain things. It's like when he took out Goliath, he hadn't done what he did with Bathsheba yet, okay? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we just try to merge it all, you know. You know, we'll, we'll call uh, Saul, a, what we call Saul, a murderer. Is that what we call Saul a murderer? He consented mm-hmm. as people were getting killed. And we said David was a what? Uh, adulterer, right? Well, uh, amongst and, and then we amongst just, other things. So we try to keep him like, like he was an adulterer his whole, mm. you know, lifestyle. The reality is he did make slips and mishaps, but he stayed open towards God. A person open for, towards God is in a position of repentance. And so now God can meet that need and move them from there. A hiding person is going to stay in that funk a whole lot longer than a person that's exposed. Mm. See, so, so transparency and vulnerability, if we can sum it up for today, it's transparency is trust me. Trust me. Vulnerability is I trust you. So I always use the boxing example, you know, so, so boxing, they teach you throw a jab, but cover. You know, because the, the counter for a jab is a left hook to your head. So you, you throw the jab and you cover. So throwing a jab would be transparency. Not covering would be vulnerability. So I, I'm throwing a blow, but I'm open to receive one. Mm. A lot of times we operate where we're willing to throw a blow, but we're not open to receive it. You know, even as we deal with our children, we're willing to throw the blow, but are we open to receive that same package of truth that we're dishing out? Even as the husband and wife, can I present a truth, but am I open to receive the truth? So, so again, this transparency of vulnerability will shift our thinking. Because sometimes we're in misunderstanding because we expect others to know better versus grow better. You know, you first get into a marriage, you, you're with a man, and you expect the man to know and be as sensitive and operate mm-hmm. exactly the way you do. Or you start dating somebody and you offended if they don't call you a certain amount of time. They're, they're operating off their default, not your expectations. So you got to put something into the mainframe. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, just, you know, you got a new operating system. You still got to put some, some, some files in there, don't you? Yeah, if you don't put no files in there, you could be hitting all types of buttons. You ain't nothing coming up, right? Mm. Right? And the th- same, things we, same thing when we deal with ourselves. Sometimes we're too hard on ourselves. Mm-hmm. We expect ourselves to know better versus grow better. And so we make statements like, I should know better, and then we're depressed. No, if you knew better, you would do better. You should grow better. Right? You are correct. You should, hey, I missed this. This is an area where I could grow. Right? Not this is an area where I should have known. Right? And so, so this transparency and vulnerability journey that we're on, it's going to be about displaying the cracks. And we're going to challenge you to stop hiding. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, we're going to challenge you to stop arresting the class because you're underdeveloped. We're going to challenge you to, to open yourself up to get a tutor. In life, we're talking about. Because you know how sometimes as we've been growing in school, everybody else is get, getting all the answers, and you sitting there, you don't know what that teacher's talking about. But instead of saying, man, going to the teacher after school or saying something, you just acting. And the whole time, you're falling behind because you actually just need help. You may need help at this stage. They may be help, need help at the next stage, and you don't. But, but so, so now we can stop blaming other people. It's the way you said it. No, you, you just don't understand. It's okay, right? Um, so, so now we're asking you to take the time out to really learn and grow and get help for what you can't do or what you can't see or what's been challenging for you and not hide it, and not get offended if people aren't promoting um, your deficiencies. It's not, it's not an indictment on who you are. It's saying, hey, let's get you ready for what you want. And, and you can't rush ready. The goal is to be ready. You know, sometimes we're rushing it because, well, you know, but they're over there doing such and such. That has nothing to do with you. Prepare yourself so when you do get over there, it won't be temporary. Does that make sense? That's good. So, so, so we're going to go, we're going to talk about a couple of scriptures in Psalms. So Psalms 139, verse 11, starting there. And then we're going to start this one. Oh, I, I didn't even see that. Okay. Uh, Psalms 139, verse 1 and 2, it says, Oh, Lord. I'll give them a chance right there. I guess I should give you a chance, though. <laughs> Psalms 139, 1 and 2. When you find it, say amen. (laughs) All right. It says, O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down-sitting and my uprising. Thou understandest my thoughts afar off. While we're there, we can go ahead and go to uh, verse 11. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee, for thou hast possessed my reins. Thou hast covered me in thy mother's womb. That's, a, that's an area that's hidden. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret, meaning God sees everything, and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. 16, thine eyes did see my substance, yet being imperfect. And when I think about what what I just read, and even what Pastor talked about, even with David, um, and all the things that David did, you know, David had some, you know, like all of us have had a past, um, but then he ended up, you know, being upright before the Lord. But uh, the Bible talks about in John 4, 24, it says, they that worship me must worship me in spirit and in truth, right? And so, you know, when we raise our hands to God, what we're saying actually is, God, I trust you. God, I surrender to you. God, here I am. You're, you're, it's like the police. When the police come, and you know, now if the police came, especially in these day and age, you know, you don't be like, 
Well, no, what? No, what you do is you expose your hands, right? You raise them high. You, you, matter of fact, in some cases, quick. look, if, if one came to me, it ain't going to be like this. <laughs> it's going to be like, <laughs> like I'm going to raise my hand in total surrender. And the thing about it is, think about it. He says, they that worship me must worship me in spirit and in truth. Well, what is, that is our worship. The truth of who we are is our worship. The truth of where you're at is your worship. Because when you go before a holy God and you say with truth of where you are, you're saying, God, I need you. God, I'm depending on you. God, I've fallen. God, I can't hear you. Believe it or not, all of this is a, a form of worship because why? You're being vulnerable and transparent to him by exposing him to all of you. Not the, you know, you know sometimes we, we be in worship. And I see it all the time. You, we, we be in worship, and, and the spirit is moving, and 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 something in us is like, like ashamed, not, not like a shame to to cry, a shame to shout, a shame to just be you, the authentic you. And if, it's, if, if the day that you come, you're, you're, you're really, uh, you know, uh, distraught or whatever, hey, Hannah cried before the Lord. She cried before the Lord and God blessed her. She cried like a drunk woman. Can you imagine that? She couldn't talk. But God blessed her. So don't be afraid to worship God with all of you. All of you, even where you're at. Sometimes we don't want to show what we don't know. This is a lack of, of, of uh, sincerity. See, because so, sincerity means displaying the cracks, mm -hmm. not hiding the cracks. Mm -hmm. you, know, you know, hiding or, or being covert, not wanting to show, hey, I don't know this, I, I don't know that. It's not being authentic. Something I got from Rick Warren, or, or we got from Rick Warren, Purpose Driven Life, it says, in real fellowship, people experience authenticity. Mm -hmm. Authentic fellowship is not superficial, surface-level sharing. It happens when people get honest about who they are and what is happening in their lives. So being authentic requires courage and humility. Mm -hmm. Pride hides and humility shines. So pride is, is always really, to be honest with you, it's always knocking at your door. Hey, choose me. Don't let them see you sweat. Mm -hmm. Don't, 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 uh, you know, don't, don't, uh, don't look foolish. But humility actually sheds light. It shines if we would allow it to shine. You know, I, I remember uh, back in the day, I was a person that was easily, easily um, offended and um, embarrassed. Like, it would... Like, I wouldn't even have to know you, and I would be embarrassed for you. That's how bad it was. It, it, seriously, I was embarrassed about everything, and I was expecting everything to be perfect. That wasn't even realistic. I put pressure on myself. I put pressure on my husband. Look, he's like, Lord, I'm glad she got that revelation. Uh, I put pressure on my son. I put pressure on people that was around me. Because why? I, I, I did not want to fail. A lot of people say, boy, you operate in a level of boldness. Well, where that comes from is because when you operate in a level of boldness, you're not ashamed. And when you get to a place where you're not ashamed, then you really are tapping into a new, I, I won't even say new, it's, already, it's always been in there, the new you, the authentic you. Let me talk about something there. Mm. It's so interesting how God brings us what we need. Mm -hmm. So, so that level of abandon, uh, you know, we'll call bonus a level of abandon. So that, you know, God wanted to add that to, to my repertoire because I'm a cerebral thinker. So I'm processing, okay, let me consider this, consider that, consider this, consider that. But the interesting thing is, so in, in, in that area, I wasn't bold, but how I lived my life, I was, I was rarely ever embarrassed about. So imagine, I'm not embarrassed about nothing. Mm -mm. She's embarrassed about everything. We first met. I'm talking about we just meet. 
That so was you a hot can imagine mess. how that was going because <laughs> that was a hot mess. Because <laughs> you would have like I would have twisted faces and stuff. I was like, what's the matter? Well, that's embarrassing. I was like, what's embarrassing? Well, people are gonna think who? Who the people? Did- I would even say something stupid like <laughs> I would even say something stupid. Now there's no mirror around. Look at you. Look at you. <laughs> there's no mirror for him to even see himself. <laughs> I was like, but go ahead. But it was funny because <laughs> it would be like you could be in a car. And let's say, let's say I'm looking at her and I frown my face. And she'd be like, people going to think we mad. I was like, they can't even see in a car. Like, like, and then, uh, so, so the, when I realized it, I don't know if I'm doing that or not. But when I realized it, we, uh, so I used to run in upstate New York. Uh, I was in the, in the mountains. So when I would get to a certain point of running on, it's called Suicide Mountain, I would yell to the top of my lungs. That was my stress relief, worship to God, whatever you want to call it. So when I moved to Ohio, <laughs> in our neighborhood, I would run around uh, Mayfair apartments. So I would run around the complex, and when I, when, I, every, when I finished the lap, when I would do a lap, I would just yell to the top of my lungs. I had been doing it for years. So, but now when I'm running, I'm not at the house. I'm, I'm on another block. And so I would come home, and she was like, uh, sweetheart, was that you out there yelling? I was like, I, this is my response. I said, yeah, you know, when I do get around my lap, you know, I just yell to the top of my lungs. And then I, you know, I probably went upstairs and changed or something. She's like, babe, that's embarrassing. You can't be out there just, just screaming. To, and I never, I wasn't even processing it. It's just how I roll, you know. And then I would, I don't know nobody. <laughs> so, but, it, you know, so. But people, but, but the thing, what I was concerned about was. <laughs> people think I'm crazy. They're going to think he's crazy. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And, and so, and, 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 and I've dealt with people in my life that had mental illness. So I've seen traits of it. <laughs> and so when, I stopped yelling, by the way. Y'all. I just he did stop yelling. yelling. But, but, <laughs> but can you imagine you're in your home, you're in the kitchen, and all of a sudden you hear this sound of somebody like going off. It, it didn't sound like, you know, it just sounded like somebody was going off, like they were having some problems. No, I really was yelling to the top of my lungs. Like, he really was. Like. And, so, and so I'm thinking, oh, my God, the neighbors are going to think, you know, I'm with somebody that's crazy. And so it's just so. So I, I didn't look at it that way, but in us having a conversation, I said, oh, I never even looked at it that way. You know, cool. I just, you know, I just stopped doing it. But, you know, but I wasn't, I'm not that guy that's like worried about what people think. If I'm just starting something and it doesn't look like it's sweet, it just ain't sweet at this stage. You know what I'm saying? That's just kind of how uh, we, we built two houses. Uh, this was our second house we was building. So we built the first one. They sold it to somebody. Uh, we never, we didn't get it yet. We didn't, our financing didn't go through. So then they, they allowed us to build another one. No, the finances went through. It's just that we had to sell the other house. Remember, we couldn't Oh, that's sell. right. That's right. We had to sell the other house. And we couldn't, we were struggling selling the other house. So she says, well, what are we going to tell the people? Because she was taking people to go see the house. I wasn't taking nobody to see the house because <laughs> you know how we are. We want to close the deal. So she was taking people to, you know, look at my, look at this. And I'm going to have this over here. And so then she says, okay, when they sold the house, she was like, babe, so what? What do we tell the people? I said, we tell them we built two houses and they sold them. And, and we're not going to get those houses. I said, I, and I was picking with her. I said, you don't want to took them around. <laughs> so we just got to tell them the truth, you know. So it took us the third house we built to finally get our second home, right? And so it was humbling, but I was like, just tell them the truth, you know. And, and, and there was a particular family member that didn't really believe what we were talking about in terms of the gospel, so they built the house in the process. And so I was sitting with the, with, with the gentleman at the time, and he, was, and he had this look like, uh, yeah, you built your house yet? <laughs> but it was almost like, come on, Mr. Christian, Mr. Holy. But I didn't build a house, so I can't, couldn't feel bad. I just had to wait till God worked it all out, as opposed to trying to save face. Is what so I, was I, to I have to say something. Um, you know, I'm sure I've said I apologize for just, you know, not allowing you to be authentic, uh, even in your mishaps. Um, But you have really, really saved me. I'm serious. 
because if it wasn't for him, see, I got a chance to see what really true humility is. And if it, if it wasn't for you, I still would be dotting all my I's and crossing my T's. Like, I was worn out. Like, it was so, it was so burdensome to, to have to always look right, sit right, smell right. I mean, what, <laughs> it's just everything. You probably still want to smell right. I still right. want to smell right, yes, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But I'm just, but the, even so, I mean, it, it was almost, the reason why I said that is mm. because, well, does it smell right? I mean, you know, some you buy a fragrance or, or some lotion, and you'd be like, well, what they going to think? They're they, they going to like this? I mean, it was just too much in my head. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, but watching you operate in humility, and I'm telling you, he stretched me to the T. Because like Pastor said, ain't no shame to his game. And, and, and I used to look at him, I was like, I'm saying this respectfully, boy, he's just a fool. He acting like a fool. <laughs> like a fool you don't tell people that or you don't do that or you know and because and <laughs> I don't have no secrets so you know he I, was I, just, I tell people about the process and she's like well don't tell them that you know let's wait till it works out for good then talk to them about I mean it. I mean they asked. He, he freed me to even now this 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 is the day that was it the day I met you, you, you were, I know what you're gonna share I, I it was close go ahead okay I put it like this I barely knew the man and so he comes over to my house, and I'm seeing him to the door. We're at the door, and he let out one. And I said, I said, what did you, I said, what did you do? I said, and I was embarrassed for him. Remember I told you I was the one that was embarrassed for the other person? I said, oh, embarrassing. And, and so he said, what, what? He, he literally was thinking, what's the big deal? Like, what? And so I said, so th this is the conversation we're having. He said, what? I said, you just farted. <laughs> and so he said, what? He said, what's wrong with that? I said, I said you, just, you just passed gas. And so we had a long conversation. <laughs> Excuse me. We had a long conversation. And honestly, that conversation, y'all, freed me because listen at this. This may sound gross, but I'm being honest. Up to that point, I was holding, <laughs> I was holding, I, my belly was getting big. You know, I had, I, it was, I mean, I had pain going up my rectum. I'm just, I'm serious. It was like crazy. And, and, and so, but when I met him, I was delivered. <laughs> And I'm telling you, I felt so much better because he gave me permission to release myself. To don't fight the feeling, just release yourself. You gotta let the self, let let, let the stuff go. And so I'm telling y'all, that may sound like that may sound like it, it's trivial, but I'm telling you, health-wise, that's not even healthy. And so you know, I was like a little cat. Like a little cat, you know, you go somewhere, you do your little business, cover it up, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody sees me go to the bathroom. I mean, come on, that didn't make sense. You know, like I'm sure he probably, do you, does she ever go to the bathroom? I mean, <laughs> so it's, but we can be in bondage to that is my point. And so I, I'm so grateful that God used him to set me free. Because I would have been like, imagine y'all, we got married uh, when I was 30. Imagine if the Melanie that I was back then is the Melanie at 59. Oh my God, I probably wouldn't, I'd be dead probably from the gas. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying, I might be dead just because that stuff is, is toxic. It's toxic trying to get out of you, you know? I mean, even, even uh, constipation, you know, how many people are constipated and they're not allowing themselves to freely flow? talking about physically and spiritually yeah that's what i'm saying you think i'm talking about like you always say you think i'm talking about the mm. yes the spiritual constipation and, and and so what she did she gave some great examples probably uh more exposing example but vulnerable it, transparency but it is what it is like so and it's about being authentic genuine real you know um it helps us to harmonize a lot better. And it starts with being vulnerable, you know, to yourself, being true to yourself. Um, I was watching this uh, message some years ago, ages ago, and the gentleman pointed out just our, how our culture 
has been a deceptive culture. Like we live in a deceptive, people aren't genuine. Um, and so he, he, he mentioned two definitions. One was affectation. So affectation means it's a show or a pretense. It's a, or a display of behavior that is assumed rather than natural. So it's, it's almost like I'm mimicking how someone is, but it's not genuinely who I am. So I'm almost a chameleon. Everybody I'm, I'm around, I become. You know, affectation. So affectation. Right? And so it's, it's, it's you know, you'll find yourself, uh, uh, what, what is it? Uh, There's a movie called Mr. Ripley where he just adjusted and adapted and became what he was around, but he wasn't genuinely who he was. Mm. And then another word, artificiality. So artificiality, you, you, the root word is what? Artificial. Um, it's a particular habit or, or of speech or dress that's adopted to give false impressions. Mm. So, I, so, so basically I, I'm walking around in disguise. And so people who, who take on these two characteristics, a lot of times people who go through trauma or they're neglected or taken for granted, they adopt this behavior to, to appear like they're okay versus embracing the brokenness. So we're going to go through trauma and different things like that, but that's our opportunity to embrace the brokenness and let God heal us. Scripture says that, uh, that he'll take care of those that mourn in, in Matthew 5. Mm -hmm. they'll, they'll be comforted. And so, so we, when we take on these characteristics, we're affirmed on the outside, but people are ignorant to what's really on the inside of us. And what really needs help is what's on the inside. So remember, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but it's not, it doesn't necessarily have to be an, uh, a fight. It could just be, I'm, I'm wrestling with a surface person that doesn't line up. You, you ever talk to somebody, they're saying one thing, but their, their actions are totally different? And I'm not just talking about somebody that's obviously being a hypocrite. I'm saying, in the midst of a conversation, you'd be like, okay, now I heard what you said, but every, everything else, all, nothing else is harmonizing. Your body language, your eyes, your, your disposition, the little things that keep le leaking out in the middle of the same conversation. That's because it's not genuine. And it's, it's hard to keep up a front, right? So imagine when you said that, it made me think about this. I'm a very visual person, right? And I thought about it. I was like, what would it be like, y'all, if every time when we had a thought, you know how they have the little caption thing, <laughs> the little bubble? <laughs> so you're saying one thing, but the little bubble is really telling what's the truth. Can you imagine that? And, and, and <laughs> but really, I mean, I mean, that would be very interesting, wouldn't it? I mean, to really, really be uh, exposed in that way because, but, but you That's know. That's good, though. Yeah, I mean, think about you're having it. Having a conversation. Yeah, like, right. Like, yeah, go ahead. Like, we're having a conversation. Uh -huh. And so... So I'm talking to her, and she and she and the I'm bubble was the up bubble. like, yeah, yeah, right, man, please, yeah, please, man, that is so stupid. You know what? I'm getting tired of your little little spiritual self. I missed the know it all. Oh, here we go again with another scripture. <laughs> you know, like all this stuff would just be popping up the whole time, or like when y'all sitting there talking to the pastors and be like, oh yeah, you know, I understand totally, and I ain't doing that. <laughs> Listen, who does that? Listen, only you and Jesus walking on water is doing that mess. I'm not doing it. Like, it would, I mean, it would be popping up all the time because you actually, we operate that way, right? But genuineness would be you're an expression of that bubble. Mm, that's good. And so um, are you at peace with God? Um, when you're at peace with God, um, you have to make sure that you're walking in truth. Um, Psalms 51.6. It says this. It says, Behold, thou desireth truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Mm. Now, that's a good thing. Think about it. In the hidden parts thou shalt make me to know wisdom. It shines light. Some of us have been lying to ourselves for years. Seriously, we've been lying to ourselves for many years. You know, some of us have gotten into uh, fantasy versus reality. 
You know, uh, there are times, you know, we create a world within our minds and we believe that whatever we created in our mind is more real than the reality. And so we got to watch that because there is a truth that has been buried. Mm. And, you know, when I think about uh, like uh, Watchman Nee, is it Watchman Nee that talks about, you know, brokenness and how, yeah. you know, the, so release of the, spirit. the release of the spirit. Mm. And so, you know, when you uh, are broken, people don't like to be broken. We face it. Nobody really likes to be broken. But think about it. Think about the times when you were broken and you felt after you cried out, after you let the tears flow, after you stretched yourself all on the floor, you felt a relief. There was, there was a sense of pouring out. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when you do that, it's a beautiful thing because, you know, we're not designed to carry anything, but we carry a lot. And that's what causes depression. You know, we press down what's really affecting us mm -hmm. as opposed to releasing it and letting it out. So brokenness is, is your friend. It's our friend. Don't run away from brokenness because brokenness is trying to release a seed that's inside you. Can I speak to that? So <clears throat> one of the things Mark Watchman, he says in the book, The Release of the Spirit, he, he, he uses John 12, 24, except the corn of wheat fall to the ground and die, can't bring forth fruit. Mm -hmm. And the corn of wheat is, is parallel to a seed, except the seed gets buried, goes through the pressure of being broken. It can't release what's in it. So some of the things that's coming at us to create trauma, they may break us. God doesn't mind us being broken because that's going to release some things in us. It, it, it's only breaking our surface, our our outer man, you know, but it's not destroying our innermost man, right? And so, but sometimes our reflex in the natural is to cover ourselves, protect ourselves. God's job is to do that. Yeah. So that's why <clears throat> we read uh, Psalm 51, 17, the sacrifices of God. Now, if you read through the whole Psalm 51, David, David is saying, I, I see something now. You, you, can care, you can care less about the brutal offerings and all these other different types of sacrifices if I don't have a broken and contrite heart. Mm -hmm. I'm tainting the gift that I'm giving you anyway. Mm. So for you, when he got to 17, he said, oh, so your sacrifices are a broken and contrite heart. You'll never despise that offering. Because remember she said, coming to God and surrender is your worship. God will never neglect that, but we come in pretense. We come in, uh, in our religious jargon. You know, we, we've studied all the positions of prayer. Uh, you know, the, the position of the lion where you're sitting in a crouching position. You know, the positions of... We studied all these positions and we're in the right position with the wrong heart. Mm -hmm. Right? So God's saying, just come to me where you are. I understand. I sent you into this world of sin and iniquity. So I know there's times where you're going to slip. I know there's times that you're going to uh, do some things adverse or not necessarily totally obedient, but learn from my servant David. Be true at every stage with me. Now, now we're not saying convert it into, hey, you know, God ain't finished with me yet, but nobody's perfect, and excuse it. That's not brokenness. We're not saying excuse it. We're saying embrace it and let God release, let God excuse it. We try to excuse it ourselves or justify it, and that's not how it's supposed to go. Mm. So, you want to read that scripture or you want to skip Yeah, well, uh, Second uh, Corinthians, I'm sorry, 4 7 says, But we have this treasure hidden in earthen vessels. So let it out. You know, let that truth out of, of who you really are. You know, don't, 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 don't try to hide because. You know, we all want blessings from God, right? We really want to be blessed. We want to bless marriage. We want blessed children. We want blessed jobs, you know, all of that. But what's missing is the treasure that's inside you. That treasure is, is, is uh, uh, hidden, or I, I don't even want to say hidden, but the truth is what brings the treasure it's out. It's been buried. It's been buried. And so truth is your friend. You know, as much as we, 
grew up thinking that, you know, well, you don't want to tell a lie because you're going to get in trouble. Well, you're going to get in trouble whether you tell a lie or not, because if, if it's not done right, if it's not, you know, uh, if, if, if you fail to do whatever you've, you've been asked to do. I mean, so tell the truth, you know, you, you, and, and, and tell your, your children it's okay to tell the truth, because I'm telling you, it starts when they're little. It's truth actually starts, living in truth starts when you're little. Think about it. You, you, you get mad at your kids when they do something, right? You're already mad. They see you mad. And then you expect them to tell you the truth? Because they're, they're thinking, oh, is she mad or he mad right there? I, what they going to do when I tell them the truth? So it puts fear in people, you know? And so you, you want to watch, you know, even with your kids, give them space to tell the truth. Talk about honesty and how important it is that you're a man of your word. Your word is bond. And if you can't, if you can't, uh, uh, you know, uh, keep your word, well then you, your word has no meaning to it. And you want to teach that early on, you know, you had told, you told Ed, uh, let's see, what'd you say? Oh, do as I say. Do as I say and not uh, what I do. Not what I do. We, we was talking about that guy talk. Yeah, but you wanted him to remind you. Do you got anything there to talk about that? It made me think about that because most parents are, hey, do as I say, not as I do. And even if you don't say that, that's what you're saying. Because you get mad at them, and then they look at you like, something you wrong with it. you. You ain't even <laughs> doing it. You asking me. You get mad at me. Who's, who's getting mad at you? Who, who's getting mad at you when you ain't doing what you're supposed to do? And you come to church. And, and everybody thinks that you're, you're one way. And then when you go home, they're like, wait a minute, you know, I see you at church, and what I see at church is totally different from at home. Who's lying? <laughs> like, who's really lying here? But, but no, look, you get mad at them even if they told you that. Sit down somewhere, get in your place. I mean, you don't go somewhere and sit down. No. It's the truth. It's the truth. It's the truth. Say it at the house all the time. It's the truth. It's the truth. See, this is the thing. Like, when we are deceived or we're depressed or we're hiding deception and lies, it puts us in a dark place. Mm. And so, so way back in the beginning of the Bible, God gave us an example. You know, you know, after before He said, "I made man in my image after my likeness," He displayed that image and likeness through what he did in the first 26 verses. Mm -hmm. You know, God said, so when he saw darkness, it, it said he showed up, he saw darkness and void upon the face of the earth, Genesis 1. He says, he never said nothing about the darkness. Mm -hmm. The next words that came out of his mouth is, let there be light. Mm -hmm. So when we're, in a, uh, when we're in a dark place and we're hiding things, God is saying the same thing to us. Let there be light. Mm -hmm. Open up. Don't hide. Um, Let's, let's read James 5. Sorry. It's rare. I can't even see. You don't got your glasses either. Mm -hmm. There it is. All right, so James 5, and we'll, we'll lock in here on verse 16. It says, look, it says, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Look, the, now this is before he says the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. But he first said, confess your faults one another. He, you know, he's basically saying display your cracks because sometimes we can be professional pretenders, professional pretenders, mm -hmm. you know, like, and we cover ourselves up with information, performance, and knowledge, hiding the real us, you know. Information, performance, and knowledge are a part of our lives, but we're supposed to cover the information, performance, and knowledge. It's not supposed to cover us. Mm. You know, people should see you before they see your, what you, your accolades, what you do, your resume. You know, sometimes people can't even meet you before you're breaking down who you know and what you've done. Mm. You know, what about somebody really getting to know the genuine you, right? I told my son in sales, I said, son, as much as they're buying a product, they're really buying you. Mm -hmm. That's true. I said, so if you establish a relationship with them, you don't have to worry about sales. People know they can trust you, and they'll buy from you all the time because of you. 
So, so let's, I, I want to connect something here and highlight something before we get to this next piece. Uh, actually, before we close out, Genesis 3. Let's go back to Genesis 3. Because this, this, is, this has started some of this lack of vulnerability and transparency. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so we know that they were naked and unashamed in Genesis 2, mm-hmm. 25. Genesis 3, I'm going to read here verse 5. And, and uh, the backdrop is, I'll, I'll just start at verse 1 because it explains the backdrop. It says, now the serpent was more subtle, tricky, than any other beast of the field which the Lord God had made. He said unto the woman, Yea, has God said, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Now recognize Satan's approach. Mm. He's using something God said, excuse me, in his approach, and but he's offering, so he's trying to what? He's trying to lead the witness. Mm-hmm. He's trying to pull us in. And some of us, when we're in sin, we operate that way. We go in leading people the way we want them to respond and then hold them liable for how they respond. Mm. Right? And so this is what he does. He says, yea, has God, has, has, yea, has God said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. The woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. She just misquoted everything God said. Uh, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat of, eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, you shall not surely die. Basically, don't believe God. Um, for God does know that in the day you, ye eat thereof, you, uh, then your eyes shall be opened and you shall be as gods, knowing good or evil, even though you're already a God. Right? Uh, verse 6, and the, wom- and the woman saw that the tree was good for food, key there is, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, a tree to be desired to make one wise. We talked about that the other week, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. She took the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. Mm. So, so look, at, look at this process here. Satan tried to convince her that knowledge would increase her status. Like she, she, she was at, she, she was already authentically everything she needed to be. Mm-hmm. But he tried to say, God, God didn't give you enough and you're not enough. Mm-hmm. You need what I have to offer, which is what he tries to do with, our, with, with us. And so when she, why did she get tempted? You know, we've, we've read this story over and over and over. You've been with God. God customly designed you. you you're, you're on the first team, first all-star team as a help meet and everything. What happened was she looked to cover what she perceived as flaws and cracks. She looked to cover what she thought. She thought something was missing. Now, we all relate to that. God made us, fearfully and wonderfully made us. But a lot of times, we may not like our lips, our nose. It could be anything. We always think there's something missing. We, and then we think it's our job to fill in the gap of the crevices and what's missing. But in actuality, God created us with, with cracks and flaws, with crevices. Those crevices was designed for God. In her case, it was for God and her husband to fill. Mm-hmm. So, so God, God created us with needs so we would be in harmony with others. Mm-hmm. He didn't create us uh, to be alone, to have all that we needed and we wouldn't need to merge anything. What we see as cracks are actually um, um, openings for other people to plug themselves up with us with. You know, you know, that's the whole, whether it's Legos or different things, they have what? They have different grooves that, make, that help them snap together. Mm-hmm. So God created us with what it takes for, for people to snap together with us, for him to fill us up. So we have to be willing to display the cracks, not hide them. And that's how he got Eve. She actually thought eating of that tree would fill in the cracks. When the cracks weren't designed to be filled in, they were designed to be displayed. Mm-hmm. And that's where we're struggling. And, and what we do, what we've used to try to fill in the gaps have made us look worse. We've piled on things that's even made us, 
It's, all, it's, it's just like taking on something to help you, but it ends up making it worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. Mm. You know, like people, you know, people OD on aspirin and it's eating their insides up. But they took it to relieve what? Pain. pain. Mm -hmm. But what they took on is actually going to eventually create more pain than they initially had. That's what all these drugs we take now, right? They got the little thing, the symptoms. Oh, you may have, like, internal bleeding. Uh, you could die. Uh, you may deal. It's like, what? I just want to go to sleep. <laughs> I, you just added a whole lot of other symptoms. Hallucination. Oh, you have a thought there, babe? Uh, well, you know what I do? Okay. Because um, we this is we just close out here. Okay. Have to do this? So let me let me just uh, give an example, uh, a little example. If you could uh, bring that uh, piece out. Now use your imagination. Um, this piece that we're about to look at is not really a true rep uh, representation of what I'm really trying to go at go after. But use your imagination. Um, there we go. So you can bring it around this way. Actually, you can just put it right here. That way I won't have to use my muscles to hold it up. <laughs> All right. So actually, this vase here represents Thanks, like right. a mosaic vase. Okay. So use your imagination. Even though, you know, uh, the, the pieces here are kind of cut um, precise, I guess. But in a mosaic uh, vase, um, it's much like this. It's, it's, you know, you got your pieces of, of glass uh, that's cut. And then they usually use grout to kind of fill in. And so, but if you think about the mosaic vase, there's all these little pieces of glass, these little pieces, and they're imperfect, they're, 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 imperfect. they're imperfect in size and shape, and they all differ. Well, our life is much like a mosaic vase. There's parts of your life that's, uh, you know, uh, maybe a small portion, there might be a big portion, there might be, but they're all cut differently, you know, based on what your journey has, has, has been like. And so you're, those pieces that seem uh, like it, it's, it's ugly, it's, it's uh, not even um, worth anything, um, it's, it's um, honestly, it's not even appealing, God actually wants to use that to formulate his mosaic piece, his masterpiece. But it's all those little cuts of, of, of you, the imperfection of you, the perfect parts of you that creates a beautiful uh, masterpiece of what God is after. But what we do is we don't we don't disclose or, or, or want to show or want to, we want everything to just be perfect. But what makes a mosaic piece beautiful is all the different shapes, the sizes, and all the imperfections. And what's not filled, that grout actually fills that area that's not filled, right? Well, in, 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 in the case that we're talking about with you and me, the Holy Spirit is the grout. He pulls it all together. He fills in areas that may not have his peace yet. But... So you want to be able to um, allow yourself to just be the authentic you because what would your mosaic vase look like? Like really, when you think about the hurt, the pain, the depression that you went through in life and the choices and the decisions that you made that was really um, catastrophic in, in some cases, you know, but each one of those pieces means something. And that's what really we get to see God's beauty when it's all done. But if we're hiding those pieces that are valuable, those pieces that your family needs to see, it, look, we got to quit being like, I'm okay. No, you ain't. You ain't okay. Tell your mate what you want. And the worst case is, hey, you want this and I can't do it. Okay, as a help me, help them. Say, okay, baby, I know it's hard for you to do this, but listen, I read such and such, had you considered this? You see what I'm saying? So as opposed to hiding and just like, you know, well, it ain't gonna happen for me, and I might as well just go ahead and just live with it. No, you don't have to do that. Speak your truth. Now, the truth is what, what sets us free. Go ahead. And, and this is the thing. The thing is, <clears throat> you have to help people to help you. 
And so I think some of us, we have our defaults where we, we may get offended first, we may get distant first, we may get upset. But, and, 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 and you know, we deal with this at work, we deal with it in families. You know, you got the family member nobody talks to. But you're assuming that that person knows exactly what they're doing. But no one's talked to them. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's just being vulnerable enough to have the conversation. Hey, I just want to make you aware. This is how this is either affecting me or us. And then let the person make a choice and decision from there. But you would feel at a, a, whole, a whole lot more peace that you had the conversation. With the boss, hey, I just want to make you aware. This is how this is affecting us. They may go forward and continue to do it, but, but they, they actually have your peace. Sometimes you're in position just to help them. You know, but, we, but what she was saying is I think we need to talk more stuff out. And then as you're growing, we need to be honest. Some people are getting misdiagnosed because mm. they're sharing false symptoms. Wow. Like they're not really sharing the truth of what's going on with them. They're sharing just enough so they can still save face. So that's unfair. You know, that's, not, that, that's unfair. And then... People are being held liable, liable, but you weren't totally, you didn't get full disclosure. So I'm, I'll use me. We already know I have glasses now, but I was supposed to wear glasses back when I was, I don't know, I think I was fifth grade. I, I don't remember. So, uh, and I just thought about this today. I've never not passed the driver's test. Now, I saw, obviously, I see perfect out of this eye. And I, I think people that are older know that I think they changed the requirements. When, when I was younger, you had to be able to see both eyes. Like they put the little thing where you could read the lines. Well, when you read the left side, I couldn't see. So what I did, I did this for years. When I went to take the driver's test, before I put my head all the way in, I, I would memorize the left Ooh. side. <laughs> you, well, you know, because my asset is my memory. So I would memorize the, the, the lowest line. I would, I would memorize probably the last two. So when I put my head in, they would ask me what they were. No, no, they would ask, read the, the, read the lowest line that you could read. Well, I read the, the bottom line. Mm. But I couldn't see it. Mm. I, I memorized it from my right eye. Did it for years. Then they changed it. You know, one day I said, well, you know, I'm growing as a Christian. I said, I need to operate in integrity. <laughs> so when we got to that, I passed the test because they changed it from if you, if I didn't have to read it all, I just need a peripheral vision, out of, which I had. And I needed to read the colors, which I could. I just couldn't read the words <laughs> from my left side. So I passed the test after that. But you know why I didn't get help? Because I wasn't exposing it. Even when I wouldn't have passed the test, they probably would have sent me what? To an eye doctor to get some glasses so I can see, so I can drive. Right? So what, what help do we need? I mean, real help. What's really stopping us from what we desire? Is it people overlooking us for real? Mm. Or we're not being honest with ourselves. Mm. Wow. Can, I just was thinking, you know, that would be a shame to be in a household with people that you say you love and there's no truth in the whole house. Mm. That's, that is a that trage tragedy. Tra all, Tra all of it. Travesty, travesty. Tragedy. Yeah, that, all of it. <laughs> that, that is... That, that's excruciating when you think about it. Like, imagine walking around your home and you, you can't talk. Let me add this. Mm -hmm. Do you realize, even in our family here, there are people that can't read? Mm -hmm. Did, did y'all even know that? Can't read. read. Struggle with reading. I, I didn't say anyone's smart. What I said is they struggle with reading. They're... There are people that have mastered for years how to get around deficiencies for years. And then when it's finally exposed, they're in a position where it's kind of too late. But you're supposed to be around family where you can expose what you can't do.
but it doesn't, it doesn't um, diminish or make you not credible with all the things you can do. So, so, so I know some people that they may struggle with reading, but they're geniuses in everything else. So all you got to do is learn reading. Some people struggle with computers. Mm-hmm. Let's teach you the computer because you're sweet at everything else. But we can't go, well, you don't know how to do the computer, so forget you. And so that's why people freelance, because they know accountability means exposure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so that's why they're not locked in. But we're, trying to, we, we, we're challenging you, not just here, the people watching, Put yourself in a position where you could be accountable and humbly grow in some of the things that you haven't been able to do. Because what's not exposed can't be helped. That's it. It, it really is, is it, you know, and so having that, that tough conversation, you know, uh, you might say, man, it's going to take forever to you know, walk through this or walk through that, but... It'll be worth it in the long run because, you know, what's not exposed cannot be helped. You want to expose everything so it can be helped. Talk it through. You know, a lot of times we don't have patience to talk it through, but talk it through. See, the reason why there's misunderstanding is because people don't talk it through. There's two sides to, to the story. Your side, their side, but then there's the truth in the middle. But if either one of them aren't really sharing what they feel and what, what they're going through, then it's, it's, it's it, the understanding that's needed for the solution is not available. All right, so that's all we have for today. Let's stand to our feet. Amen. We can pray. You know, transparency and vulnerability, you know, it's, it's, it's a stretching topic, mm-hmm. but it's, uh, it's worth it, man. It's worth it, especially the growing family that's, Trying to get to some things, right? And I always say this: What will the what would the the real you, the free you, look like? 